Hello, friends. I'm Luke, and I serve on the music team at Holy Family. We continue to hear stories from people like you who listen to the Holy Family podcast and consider Holy Family your church. And whether you're someone who's constantly on the go, hasn't found a church community where you live to which you can belong, or someone who's wondering about the shape of your faith, we are honored to be with you by sharing these reflections from our Sunday liturgies. We rely on the generosity of our congregation, which includes you wherever you listen, to help our ministry achieve and maintain financial health. If this podcast has been a gift to you, would you consider making a contribution so that we can continue offering resources that welcome questions, curiosities, and doubts? You can make a gift by following the link in our show notes. That's at holyfamilyhtx.org. From Holy Family HTX, an Episcopal church for people without a church, this is the Holy Family Podcast, a collection of ideas about leading a Jesus-centered life. We clearly explore the church's understandings while bringing our own questions, curiosities, and doubts, and we never demand fake agreement. Theological exploration is just better that way. So, let's take a moment of silence as we get ready to contemplate today's ideas. Many things I love about practicing being a follower of Jesus Christ in the Episcopal tradition. Here's one. You don't have to be an ordained person to preach. Okay? And that happens from time to time here at Holy Family. You don't have to be a priest or a deacon or even a bishop to preach. Well, you all know Jesse. So Jesse is a layperson. Jesse has been baptized. She is not ordained, though she wants to be. And in fact, at her journey right now, she's what the diocese calls a postulant, which means that the bishop is going to send her to seminary sometime in the near future. And then she will begin her journey. And one day we'll all go. And just like Sarah was ordained on Friday night, Lord willing, Jesse will be ordained as well. But every priest and every lay preacher has their first sermon. And today we have the honor Jesse's first sermon is today, and she's going to preach, and we're so honored that you're going to preach for us today. What a cool morning. Sarah's first uh, Sunday celebrating the Eucharist, Jesse's first Sunday preaching, so uh, Jesse is our preacher today. I grew up in the backwoods of the South in rural Mississippi. And I grew up with lots of little colloquialisms, these little phrases that people would say. And uh, I tried to come up with a list for you guys, but then I realized that most of them aren't actually appropriate. (laughs) Um, But one that I I heard a lot was, well, you know, Jesus never preached in his hometown. And um, I just always thought, well, I guess, you know, who's going to listen to a carpenter? Um, And then I became a carpenter and no one listened to me. And so I assumed that must be it. But as I sit in front of my home congregation, 
I realized that Jesus might not have ever preached in his hometown because it's particularly terrifying. But if I'm going to be scared in front of anybody, I sure am glad it's you, Holy Family. Let us pray. Revealing and transforming God, draw near to us. Slow us down and center us in the present. Ground us in the gift of this sacred moment and attune us to the movement of your spirit. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. In this week's episode of the Gospel, I find myself less interested in what Jesus is doing, the healing, the casting out of demons, the spreading of his message, and far more interested in how Jesus is being. I'm interested in discovering the soul behind the role. In a story where the characters are so activated, the mother-in-law is serving, the people are gathering, the disciples are tracking, but Jesus is set to a different pace. Jesus enters the home of Simon's mother-in-law and takes the time to reach out and hold her hand. He slows down and lets her healing be personal. He's hand-to-hand, a fully incarnate God who has come so near that he reaches out and touches her. While everyone is searching for Jesus, he sneaks away to be alone in prayer, to have a moment of stillness, to slow his pace in the midst of a buzz of busyness, to give silence the reverence it deserves. He is not so hurried that he misses a moment of connection with the rest of the Trinity in a renewing act of prayer. When Jesus sets off in the other direction, classic, to spread his message, he is not so consumed with the work of preaching that he misses the suffering of those who need healing. Instead, he is moving at a rhythm where he can notice and take the time to respond. He steps into the worlds of others' pain and reaches out to those who are aching and agonizing. He takes his time. Because the living God is bringing all things together in Christ, we are a church for people without a church. And the work of this community is to keep Jesus at the center of our lives. In light of this week's gospel, I find myself wondering not just about the work that we do, to keep Jesus at the center of our lives, but how we do that work. What is the pace of a Jesus-centered life? We exist in a time and space that is set to an inhumane pace. Our culture is riddled with the disease or the dis-ease of busyness. We live in a culture that has no model for what it looks like or feels like to stop. and pause. Many of us are constantly running through life, trying to get to the next thing, trying to get somewhere else. And moving like that can cause us to miss the holy and the ordinary. Like the smell of the incense, our voices harmonizing when we sing the doxology or the texture of someone's hands as you exchange peace with your neighbor. 
There is no place on earth without the potential for unearthing holiness. Right where we are with the people we are with. It is in the noticing of these holy, ordinary moments that train us to the attentiveness of the right here. Without slowing down, life at this high speed becomes anonymous. The real trap sets in. It becomes easy to stay hidden, to avoid being known. It is in the loss of our humanity, to busyness over being, that we find ourselves in need of healing. The healing that Christ offered the people in today's gospel by drawing near, slowing down, and stepping into their suffering to truly know them. When we journey with Jesus, when we do the work of living Jesus-centered lives, it is a path that requires us to slow down our tempo, to let him know us. And I think that what we will find if we slow down and let ourselves know and be known by God is that we will know and be known by others too. It is a deeply stabilizing act to draw deeper into the heart of community. It is in our deep one-to-one connections with each other that we discover the pace of God. The act of slowing down is where we enter into liturgical time, a liturgical rhythm, and we begin to move at the pace of our souls. We slow down to seek, to see as God sees, and maybe, just maybe, if we slow down, we can catch up to God. find more resources to help you lead a Jesus-centered life at holyfamilyhtx.org. Again, it's holyfamilyhtx.org.